Most lawyers gain clients through networking and winning cases, but attorney David Solon in Baltimore gained his clients over a meal with his friend Mr. Ahmed. We went out to dinner, formal dinner with both of our, our fathers, and my dad was tickled by the whole experience because in that community, Mr. Ahmed, he's told me, well, if you know the character of your father, you know where you come from. Solon is a young Jewish solo practitioner, and he's found an unlikely client base in the members of the Pakistani Muslim community in the D.C. metro area. About a month after I started my practice, Mr. Ahmed suggested, hey, I'll take you to the mosque and we'll meet a lot of people in my community. And I thought, this is a great idea. Mr. Ahmed is Solon's landlord and informal translator. He knew his community needed an attorney they could trust. I think my community needs help in a lot of departments, especially in the law department. That's where David comes in. Jayesh Ratod, an immigration law professor at American University, explains the normal path of reaching immigrant groups. The typical pattern is for immigrants to work with attorneys who are from their own ethnic background or their same share the same language. But I think ultimately what makes an attorney successful in a particular ethnic niche is reputation and referrals by word of mouth. And that's where Mr. Ahmed comes in. He has spread the word about Solon in his community. Manjeet Singh, a Pakistani who owns a pizza shop outside of Baltimore, met Solon through Mr. Ahmed and is now a frequent client. David is a, is a good guy and uh, I gave him a couple of clients, you know, and he's a good friend of mine, you know, he always come up here, you know, we hang around. For Solon, becoming acquainted with the Pakistani community took some time and his appearance was the trademark of an outsider. Initially, when I'd spend some time near, near the mosque or in the, the halal restaurants, I'd get some, some looks like, and who's this guy? You know, what's he doing here? He's in a suit and tie, <laughs> you know, closely cropped hair. I look like a typical FBI agent, like, a, like Mr. Smith from The Matrix. Even shaking hands with female clients was a lesson he had to learn. What I've learned is, instead of going out for the handshake first, I kind of hold back and I say, Salaam Alaikum, or some other Muslim greeting, and I wait for them to make the move. It paid off. At the pizza shop, Singh has given Solon multiple cases. Yeah, David helped my case, a couple of cases. I give it to him always when I have speed tickets or, you know, when I'm in trouble a little bit. <laughs> so I talk to him always, and he's helped me up, you know. He's, he's a good lawyer. And a flexible one. He handles not only speeding tickets, but bankruptcy and immigration law, to name a few. He even accepts cash from clients who don't have bank accounts. I handle asylum cases. I handle folks who want to become citizens. Other folks who they want to sponsor a relative in Pakistan to come to the United States. Professor Ratod says Solon plays an important role for these Pakistanis. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that here in the Washington, D.C. area, the South Asian community is underserved, mostly because there's a absence of legal service providers who have the language and cultural expertise to work with the community. But Solon is proving that theory wrong. His Jewish heritage is now an icebreaker. In fact, when I'm introduced to people, Mr. Ahmed always says, this is my, this is my Jewish friend, Jewish lawyer, Jewish lawyer. <laughs> and it, it seems to, they, it gets a laugh out of, a smile out of them. The Pakistani community is still underserved, but their unlikely connection to David Solon has brought some relief. In a world where there are more law school graduates than jobs, and many immigrant communities are still underserved, these connections may become more common. For Intern Edition, I'm Jake Middell.